what is Extra Life? And how do I get involved? Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, charity that uh, Jeff works for. You play video games. It's like the thing where you get people to sign up. They uh, say that they will donate so much whoa, whoa, money whoa, whoa, for whoa, you whoa. running, and instead of running, you whoa, play video games. Whoa, Hold up one second. <laughs> hmm. I could play video games and do good for people at the same time? So I hear, <laughs> yes. All right, Jeff, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> All right. Did you find anything on the memo? I found very little information on the memo. Okay. I don't know if it's actually... I don't know if the memo itself has been released, but um, the sentencing uh, recommendation has been released. What the shit is going on? For Flynn. Oh, he was the first one to get yeah. embroiled in this. Yeah. Man, the show, I always learn stuff. <laughs> it happened like... 10 minutes ago, so. Oh, really? Yeah. What? I wasn't even listening because I was thinking about Extra Life, so I can't wait to talk about this. Because <laughs> I'm coming in fresh. Okay. Now, which show are we on? What is we doing here? What do we talk about on this show? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I feel like we talk about current events from a secular point of view. Mm. Welcome to Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, December 4th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this show, we will talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg, and you can post something in there that you would like for us to take a look at. Or you can join and become a patron of the show. You can go to ProfaneArgument.com and click the Become a Patron link. And you can join us live in our Discord channel, just like the Pittsburgh Atheists at Pittsburgh Atheists. Is that what the I don't remember. I don't have Twitter in front of me. But in any case, <laughs> uh, he is joining us right now. Uh, you can do that for as little as you'd like. I think it's a dollar a month minimum. Uh, it helps us offset the cost of putting up the podcast. Uh, this week on the show, we'll be, we will be talking about Scottish blasphemy and a Trump update. But first, I wanted to talk about Bill Maher because mm -hmm. he put out a blog post that I think will get a lot of, a lot of, well, it got me fired up. Previously on his show on Real Time on HBO, Bill had said he had made a statement about comics, a rather negative statement saying that well, I mean, this wasn't the whole statement, but this was part of it that, that got me riled up, was he says that comics teach people to rely on superheroes to solve their problems instead of becoming self-reliant and solving their own problems. Hmm. And I take a little bit of issue with that because I don't think he's really ever read comics and he doesn't understand that that's not the case in any, in any way. But after Stan Lee's death, he put out a, uh, a blog post that um, a lot of people online didn't like. He said that uh, the guy who created Spider-Man and the Hulk has died in America is in deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, go watch a movie. So right off the bat, he's kind of belittle belittling the whole thing. And he goes on to talk about how 20 years ago, adults decided they didn't have to give up kid stuff. And they started pretending comic books were sophisticated literature. 
He says that uh, there are a lot of colleges, which means we need more professors than we have smart people. And some of the professors got popular by, by writing things like otherness and the heterodoxy of the silver surfer. <laughs> and now adults are forced to do grown-up things like auto insurance, and they call it adulting, like it's some sort of giant struggle. He says that... Uh, the average Joe may be smarter in a lot of ways than he was in the 1940s, but the problem is we're using our smarts on stupid stuff. I don't think it's a huge stretch to suggest that Donald Trump could only get elected in a country that thinks comic books are important. Wow, there's a lot packed into that. Yes. And again, I don't think that Bill has a good grasp of what is in a comic book. I don't know when the last time he read a comic book is, but the idea that comics teach you to be reliant on superheroes to solve problems for you isn't in marvel maybe i, I was gonna i was gonna flippantly kind of say maybe in dc because how I, dare you I, I know i know i was gonna get something out of jared with that but my thought was with superman because superman is in my mind a ridiculous character because he can do anything he wants he can be you know he's there, there's he really difficult to find a problem that Superman can't just solve, and I never was a big fan of Superman comics. However, comics in general are from the superhero's point of view, and it gives you what the superhero is going through and how they are solving the problems, and it actually teaches you to solve the problems and to become more active in community, at least well, in my opinion. I, I, want, I want to back up, back up a little sure. bit, because... When did he become the arbiter of what fun is allowed to be had? I mean, how does he get to decide that, okay, smoking pot every day, that's fun that's allowable, but comic books are not fun that's allowable? And where does art and non-serious literature, because I, I, I don't put it under serious literature, but it is literature. There are stories and morals in comic books, but so he doesn't get to decide what people do for fun. And yeah, if, I don't know why he thinks he does. Right, and if he's saying that okay, when you're an adult, you don't get a lot, you're not allowed to have fun anymore. Well, that's a different statement that I have other issues with. <laughs> so, Jared, I know you're a, a fan of Maher. Did, yeah, where where are you on this? Uh, I have a lot to say on this, and not a lot to say on it. <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, I just don't give a shit <laughs> that he said it. Mm. Bill Maher is an asshole. And I love him because he is an asshole. Probably Stan Lee has had more of an impact on my life than Bill Maher has, but Bill Maher has had a tremendous impact on my life as well. Is he wrong? Yes. And is he right? Yes. Hmm. We do spend a lot of time using our smarts for stupid things, but he also, I think, is coming from a perspective where he hasn't read a comic book since he was 10, and that was 50 years ago. And if you're base, if he doesn't know any, what I'm thinking is that he doesn't know anything about a modern day comic from the 70s onward, mm. you know? So to him, it's probably dumb, childish shit. And for people to fawn all over Stan Lee the way it is, is ridiculous to him because he's an asshole and he's not looking at it from somebody else's perspective and he doesn't know. Like, I'm sure if the person who invented My Little Pony died, there'd be a big outcry and stuff like that. And I'd be like, that's so ridiculous. It's so fucking stupid. But. What do I know what My Little Pony has done for other people? Sure. I don't know. Just because so, you don't find it fun doesn't mean other people don't. Yeah. Right. So from the headspace that he's coming from, if he's looking at like Silver Age goofy comics and people are like, oh, my God, I, I could kind of see why he's like, that's dumb. But again, I don't think he's being the arbiter of who likes what. He has an opinion. And most people jump down his throat over it because Stanley is beloved 
by tons and tons and tons of people. But on the other hand, I just don't give a shit. You know, I don't understand why everybody's on top of him for this, you know? Because of the, he put out a, you know, a blog saying, you know, this is my opinion, you know, and you don't put out blogs if you're not willing to have somebody argue against you, I don't think. Right, but we're talking about – like, I don't even understand why we're talking about it. <laughs> I, I, I thought the most, I guess, befuddling part was to suggest that because people continue to read comic books into adulthood, Trump is president? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was bold. Like, I'm normally on board for some of the stuff Bill Maher has to say, but I was like, that's that's just that's just straight nonsense. But again, look at if you're and again, I am not defending what he said. All right. Because I, I still think he's wrong for the most part. But if how do I explain this? <laughs> like if someone continued to watch Tom and Jerry up into their 50s and loved it and was like, oh, my God, I want a Tom and Jerry movie. I want this. Tom and Jerry is kind of like, you know, it's mindless entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing over and over again. He that's what he thinks comics are. Maybe. So from that point of view, I would be like, it's no wonder Donald Trump's president. People read dumb shit all the time. But, you know, I don't think he's ever read The Dark Knight or Watchmen or or Wanted or anything that's really, like, has a message. He doesn't know that shit. He's a little insulated in that area. So you don't have a problem with somebody who, like you said, d- doesn't know the stuff, commenting on it and disparaging well, someone no. who I just mean, th- died? and that's why I mean- I'm saying that now. I, if, if Bill Maher were next to me, I'd be like, well, dude, let me explain to you why you're wrong, you hmm. know? <laughs> on that part. we d- But we do use our smarts for dumb shit. But I don't think that has anything to do with reading comic books. Right. And that's kind of my yeah. basic argument is who, who, he, he doesn't get to decide what's dumb shit. Some people would say- There you that, go. Uh, some people say that all art is dumb shit. I mean, all art. Art, yeah. putting p- paint to canvas is dumb. They, they don't get to decide that for everybody else. Yeah, but Bill Maher's not in a position to decide that for anybody. Right. Right. And also with this. This yes. is this is this is the point of the story where Karen becomes one hundred percent correct. It had nothing to do with his disparaging comics. No, could could have said comics. He could have said video games. He could have been like Jared and come down hard on Tom and Jerry, which is delightful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, who the fuck is Bill Maher to tell me what my leisure activities can and can't be? But he's not telling you. He just has an opinion. He's saying and I'm an asshole because that's my leisure activity. And you and you and you have every right in the world. Go, but Bill, you're an asshole. Hmm. Right. So, I, so what is the problem? Well, he's he's saying the problem. I'll, I'll quote it. I'll quote him. The problem is we're using our smarts on stupid stuff. I don't think it's a huge stretch to suggest that Donald Trump could only get elected in a country that thinks comic books are important. He's saying that it is the dumbing down of America, and comic books are part of that. Comic books right, are but part he's of wrong. the dumbing down of America. Yes, but I he's think, wrong. I agree. I think we all agree he's wrong. <laughs> but so. but he has a huge platform. Mm. To make that opinion, and I think it, it just needs to be, you know. I don't know. To, it's, to me, it's not so it. black and white. It's very easy for me to look at it and go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So I don't care what he said. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, he didn't. Ex- I mean, it's not like he was like, Stan Lee is the biggest piece of shit in the world. And, you know, I can't believe anybody liked him. He's just, he's making a, a comment on something that based on information from 50 years ago. And he's wrong. Yeah, but, but he's, in, he's insulting comic book readers in the process, though. I mean, he says in it, and when you grow up, when you grew up, you moved on to big boy books without the pictures. And okay, it's, it's just but insulting. here's the thing: I love as a comic book reader, I'm not offended by that because I'm like, well, he doesn't, he doesn't understand that. He doesn't know what modern day comics are like, or even comics for the past thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know, throw him a fucking Green Lantern, Green Arrow from the '70s, 
that has an actual message in it. He, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. If you put that in front of him, he might go, this is still fucking stupid. But there's actually a message in there. So you know? he shouldn't be held to task for speaking out of ignorance? We should just dismiss him? I, uh, yes. <laughs> you, you could say exactly what I just said and then move on with your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with, with what Ian just said. I think it, it just needs to be brought up and and. Be spoken out against. That's that's why I brought it up. Is I don't uh, I don't think that like you said, even if he's coming out of place of ignorance, I think that that needs to be countered. It's like somebody's somebody saying, "Oh, well, the Earth is flat," and well, that's your opinion, and moving on. No, yeah. we, we need to try and counter that. We need to try and well, there's make a big a little difference bit between of... that and what he said. Oh, tell, yeah, there's a huge difference. Uh, I just saying there's. I, a... I, what I don't understand is is why the three of you are so mad. Well, I, I'm, I don't understand why you're so mellow about it, I guess. So I think that's where, again, the, the falling apart is because any – I feel like any – even if it's not – not to equate them because I don't – they're probably not equivalent. But, you know, if someone – I don't know, some mid-level, you know, right-wing pundit comes on a show and goes, that immigrant caravan filled with invaders is going to invade our country. Do we just go, yeah, well, they're just talking out of ignorance. Just ignore them. Move on with your life. That's a completely different scenario. We're talking about human lives there. So it's 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 a it's a level of severity. Yes, I agree. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, let's go with um modern art. I'm not a huge modern art fan, but I understand that other people like it. If I said that modern art is the downfall of art in general because it is so hideous and awful and it's right. and it's ruining the and art. Only world. only in a country where people appreciate modern art could we elect a moron like Trump. Right. <laughs> Right, and then I would argue with you, right? Yeah. Would you, or would you just go on with your life? Because no, I, I don't understand. I just said, I said, if I was sitting with Bill, I would explain to him why I think he's wrong and try right. to show him why he's wrong. But I, right. but and other you have than to that, also I don't, I'm don't not to... mad. Oh. I'm just like, whatever. That's a dumb comment, dude. And you know, you're wrong, and here's why you're wrong. <laughs> That's it. But I don't understand why everybody's so crazy about it because I've been hearing about this for the past two weeks. Well, I, I mean, it depends. assume part of it is because, you know, maybe different perspectives on Bill Maher. Maybe people had higher expectations, you know, for him for having traditionally more, you know, o- thoughtful opinions on things. Mm. Yeah, I like what uh, what Jeff said here, that uh, he's the guy on TV who typically advocates for science, reason, and information. So speaking out of ignorance goes against what he generally stands for. Well, maybe someone, maybe a friend of his, I don't know, somebody, he, a rich person or a famous person he knows, maybe could have taken him aside and been like, no, dude, look at this. This has happened here. These things are, they actually have a message. It's not what you think it is. Or if he knows all about that, right? Like, you know, maybe he does know that with Watchmen and, and all this other shit, and he still said it, then I don't know. Then he's he's just wrong. What, I, okay. <laughs> I just don't understand the the rage. Well, I think for people that are, I don't know how, how to say it uh, the other way, but heavily into the scene, we're going to be feel, and and they watch Bill Maher, they feel personally attacked by it. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I, I think that he's telling them the thing that they do is stupid, and it's their fault that, that Trump is in Right, and then later president. goes on to suggest that everything that's wrong with the world right now is because they chose to read comic books. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just so excessive, I think, is, is the problem. And it seems unnecessary to, to say it at all. And I don't know. It, I, he... I've read comics all my life. I am steeped in that shit. Right. And I did not feel like I was attacked in any way because I just felt like he didn't. He doesn't understand it. And he's an old man. And I just didn't care. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you guys. I mean, you know, you have every right to be mad. I just don't understand why you're you're so angered by this, especially Ian. <laughs> Wait, why especially me? Because <laughs> you're just rage. You're just rage filled. That's not true. I'm usually, uh, I, I guess, to a degree, I understand. You know, I could apply, uh, uh, you know, a little more apathy to the situation. But again, I think it's who he is. Bill Maher isn't just another idiot. This he's he's someone who, you know, apart from this comment, I, I had respected, and I looked to him for information and wisdom and well-formed opinions this is so such a divergence from that i i it's it's thrown me for a bit of a uh, loop okay see so here may here maybe is the difference because i've made my peace with bill maher because i don't agree with him on everything no so i had to like and again this is something i've been working on in the past year and a half is just like look everything's just not black and white all right, I can't agree with the guy on everything that he does. So, right. uh, no, you know, should you? Right, and there, I'm going to find almost no one who uh, who I feel that way about, and he is definitely one. I don't watch his show. I don't watch any. I haven't seen any of his movies. You know, I'm I'm aware of him, and I read things about him when I can. I just it's such a severe departure from what from where my expectations were. I'm taken hmm. aback. See, and that's the other thing. This is not out of the realm of expectations for me regarding him. I've seen this kind of shit for so I, I guess when I heard it and everyone's like, "Did you hear what Bill Maher said?" I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking care." That's Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that's I how know. I looked at it. Like if like Kevin Smith came out and said this, you know, and was like, "Oh, Stanley's not that fucking important," I might be like, "What the <laughs> fuck, dude? You owe your whole career to Stanley." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, see, then I, I would have to, I would have to, you know, maybe even investigate him further because if he is this dismissive all the time with all his opinions, then he's a fucking piece of shit. And I don't understand why people watch him. No, he's not that he's not, he, he's not that dismissive over things like just I've, there've been times I don't agree with him. There've been times where I had a thought about something and watched his show and he took the opposite. And I was like, eh, I, I just don't agree with you on that. Yeah. You I know? mean, this one, it just seemed like on every level, except for the fact that like, I get it. I understand that he doesn't like perhaps this generation of kids. Which is reasonable. I don't like when they say adulting. I want to stab them when I hear things like that. <laughs> but, you know, I don't. I also don't blame them for everything. Bill Maher and his stupid Beatles conspiracy theories. Piece of shit. Now I hate Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> Beatle conspiracy. I don't even know that I've heard that one. Uh, he just, he has, uh, he was on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee and he, he had several, several theories on uh, why the Beatles broke up. Hmm. Huh. Okay. He blames oh, Paul. He blames Paul Yoko. Come on. It was Yoko. No, he say he he very much says that for too many years in a row, all that all the songs that John wrote were ending up as B sides, hmm. and they were trying to push Paul to the front of the band. That's why John quit. Hmm. Mm. I can't argue with that. I've never been a huge Beatles fan, so I don't. I got nothing <laughs> on that. I'm interested in this theories, though. I might have to look that up. All right. Well, I like the discussion, but we spent like a third of the podcast talking about it, so I'm going Great. to move on at this point. And we're done. 
I did want to follow up. There was some new information on the report, the Pennsylvania report on Catholic priests. Just wanted to hit the highlights on that. So there were 11 names that were re- redacted. They were determined to be redacted from the report. Uh, obviously, when the report originally came out, um, there was a whole lot of stuff redacted. There were 11 people that uh, they have decided that they were going to remain redacted. And that was the, 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 the Supreme Court ruled yesterday. Yes. They are yeah. going to remain redacted. The state Supreme Court. Yes. Then there was an opinion authored by Chief Justice Saylor, who said that we stressed that an individual's right to his or her personal reputation was regarded by the framers of our organic charter as a fundamental individual human right. So basically, there's no strict evidence against these people, uh, at least not enough to ruin the reputations by putting their name in the report. So after the grand jury report was filed a few months ago, PA lawmakers proposed a bill to extend the statute of limitations on sex abuse cases to allow victims more time to sue or also uh, bring criminal charges against them. It has passed the state House, but it is still waiting in the state Senate committee uh, to be voted on. So that has not occurred yet. So the limit is still uh, the age of 50 for criminal and the age of to the age of 30 for civil, I believe. Yes, that's correct. The state attorney general is still pushing to have the report released with all the priest's names unredacted, which is, again, several of the victims are still calling for that. Sure. So not a whole lot of news as far as things happening, but um, I think there were – I think that was worth mentioning, the fact that uh, there are 11 priests who are in the report that are not going to be publicly known, at least not yet. Mm. I mean, are these people that cannot be charged, I'm assuming? Um, According to the article, which is on Vice, uh, it says that my understanding from from that was that the statute of limitations has already caused most of them to be expired. Mm. So there's not a whole lot of people that could could actually be prosecuted. But it does say uh, in the original report, as a consequence of the cover-up, Mm. Almost every instance of abuse will be too old to be prosecuted. So Mm. it's that they can't be prosecuted because they covered it up for so long, which that that should be like an extenuating circumstance. If you cover up the crime until the statute of limitation ends, you should still be able to be charged for it. I mean, that's that should just be an extension of the crime. Well, I think the but the the crime is um, different people. The people covering it up are not necessarily the perpetrators. You should be able to charge those that were covering it up with, you know... Obstruction. (laughs) Obstruction of justice, sure. Something along those lines. Yeah. But it is a different person that you are charging at that point. Right. And I do think they should do that because the the amount of cover-up was rampant and a large part of the problem because they just moved people around. Yes, absolutely. So along the same lines, the president of United States Catholic Bishops... The office of that president was just recently raided. So the office has been working with the local law enforcement in order to get them information. But law enforcement has since said that they were not getting enough. They said that they had anticipated several large volumes of records and what they've been provided was nowhere near what they expected to find. So they actually raided the U.S. Catholic Bishop's President's Office uh, in order to get all of the documents, not just church documents, but personal documents related 
to, I think it was specifically related to um, Reverend Manuel La Rosa Lopez, who was accused of assaulting uh, two different individuals, one young girl and a, I don't have in front of me, but I think middle-aged man were both assaulted Hmm. sexually and have filed charges against him. So they want all the information from the bishop's office. And this is in Houston. Correct. It is in Houston. It is where that is where Cardinal Donardo, I believe is his name, is located. But he is the president of the United States Catholic Bishops. I don't know where that falls into the in the Catholic hierarchy, but okay. I don't know. But it sounds pretty. <laughs> it sounds up I mean, there it's somewhere. A, it's a nationwide, you know, chair. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I mean, there are, is there one bish, uh, cardinal from the United States, or do we have multiple cardinals? I don't. I don't understand. Oh, there has to be mul- multiple cardinals right. from the U.S. Okay, this yeah, is the cardinals cardinal are in the like regional, district. I think. Okay, but I do not know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not that familiar with the the hierarchy, and don't intend mm. to be. Okay. But <laughs> so it continues, in other words. Yes. So yeah, the the one being charged in particular, he has worked for the archdiocese for decades. He worked in a parish and was appointed by Donardo himself, and so he was moved around by the cardinal, who again is in charge of all the Catholic bishops. So, despite and knowing... they just they weren't getting the information to the law enforcement quickly enough. Mm. It says, despite knowing that he had been accused in 2001 of molesting a teenage girl. So Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving along in New York, I wanted to bring this up because we just talked about it again. New regulations in New York's education system, the Hasidic yeshivas. Haha, I pronounced it right again. There was no bet. No bet this time, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) The Hasidic yeshivas are going to be required to provide that their education is substantially equivalent to be to uh, that offered in public schools. And they have new guidelines. The state education department and school boards will have until 2021 to determine whether they are providing enough education and are going to be able to intercede. I don't really not specific on how they will intercede. Well, but, yeah, the, uh, the law already existed that they had to provide an equivalent education. Well, the law existed, but they had an exemption. Ah, the, okay. The new guidelines actually no say exemption. that that. Yeah, that that exemption will not get them fully out of the weeds. Okay. Does this not trample on their religious rights? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I understand that, but <laughs> are we going to see a seven to two decision on this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that I, I would imagine that they are making that argument. They they might win the argument up through fifth grade, but not any further than that. Why so, fifth grade? Because I know there's some, I know that um, a lot of the Amish pull their kids out of school in fifth grade. There's some kind of cut off there, and if they're going to be applied to the Amish, it could be applied to the Jews. So, and then after that, you could go into some, you know, ultra religious education again. But by that time, hopefully, you've infected them with a little bit of science. <laughs> it is their <laughs> religious right to dumb down their kids, Karen. <laughs> Weirdly, yeah, it really shouldn't be. No. Oh, I know. It you- shouldn't be. Your religious right should not allow you to, you know, hurt and really drastically hinder your your child's ability to function. It's not how they think about it, but I, I, I yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um. So that's all I have in follow up. 
moving on to some state news. This actually was something that uh, is multiple states, Wisconsin and Michigan. Oh, this is fucking driving me crazy. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> so the Republicans lost the House and several governorships. And especially in Wisconsin and Michigan, they're making big pushes to completely disable the Democratic people moving into office from actually making changes and making a difference. They're, they're scuttling the ship, so to speak, on their way out. And it's, I mean, it's disgusting. Wisconsin, they're trying to limit early voting, change the date that a state's presidential primary to help a conservative member of the Supreme Court to win a re-election. They're limiting the governor's ability to make appointments happen and blocking the, gov the governor-elect from eliminating state economic development agencies. And then in, in Michigan, they're limiting the, the state attorney general and secretary of state over lawsuits and campaign finance reforms, which those offices are both elected to be democrats next year hmm. it's actually and the the article states it's very similar to north carolina two years ago when a democrat came into the governor's seat and before he took office the the gop governor decided to limit the power of the government or the uh, governor appointments that can be made I mean, it's not surprising. It's just, again, another way for another way that the Republicans are trying to cheat. Yeah. Not just cheat. This is uh, going against the will of the people. Yes. Yeah. They voted for these people. <laughs> right. Now, it didn't work out in, what was it, North Carolina or South Carolina? I forget. A couple years ago, North Carolina, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It did, the judge ruled against this, right? And I'm hoping that this will happen again. I but, don't remember all the details. I don't know if anybody else does, but I, I thought that that was the case, that there was a judge that ruled that changed some of the changes couldn't be made. Oh, I was aware that I thought it was like all of them. They're like, no, it's clear what you're doing. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but uh, do they get away with if they get away with this? How is this not against the fuck? I mean, let's just throw the fucking constitution in the goddamn trash then. Yeah. Yeah. You cheating mother. You fucking lowlife dicks. Nobody agrees with you. This is such a grasp for power, a desperate grasp, and blatant. Yeah. And some people just be like, eh, I don't know. I don't like abortion, so. <laughs> yeah. And again, this is why Trump's winning the election was so incredibly bad. Mm. It's because he has all these judicial appointments. So when you when they start doing things like this, they change the rules out from under the, the Democratic opponent. So... And you you sue and file to, to try and get the court to side with you. And now there's judges who can rule against you because mm. they are also Republican. How judges can be politicized. Judges, judges should never have political parties. That should not be a thing. No, it shouldn't. I, I mean, I, I know with a lot of the local judge elections, which still is weird, um, they don't actually have a party affiliation. And a lot of cases, that's the which means that you can't um, actually vote for them during the primaries. But it's another weirdness. But a lot of places, they actually have to have a party affiliation. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why you need that. The whole point is they need to be separate but equal. Separate but equal. Don't understand. Not according to our current AG. Well, yeah, acting AG, please. <laughs> Temporary AG. I don't know, man. This is crazy, and. Uh... I was listening to the Young Turks, and I I think I like their method of doing this, is that we should do the same fucking thing. Mm. 
the absolute same fucking thing. So if a Republican governor is coming in in January over a Democrat, start changing the fucking rules and hold their feet to the fire and be like, well, if you're doing it here or there, we're going to do it here because Democrats are too fucking soft. They're too fucking soft. Yeah. The only problem with it is, is that uh, uh, even though it might make, you know, for some wins in some areas, it just increases the divide between the two parties. And I get that they're not doing anything in the right direction. And I don't, I no longer agree with, you know, they go low, you go high, but there's got to be a middle ground where we can come to some kind of reasonable consensus and force them to. Nope. uh, Nope. (laughs) Yeah. That's the problem is there is no ground for reasonable consensus. No, it doesn't matter because you want to be reasonable and they're like, fuck reason. (laughs) Look Mm -hmm. at what we're doing. But they're not reason. Yeah. They're like, no, yeah, we, we, everybody needs to be reasonable, and then behind your back, changing the rules. Yeah, and every concession you try to make, they're just going to take advantage of. So play just as fucking dirty as them. Yeah, but- Till we, till we have all the levers, then we can go back to civility. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking crazy, man. Let let Caesar have all the power, he'll, he'll give it back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leave it up to him, he'll give it back, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we have to get back to a point of civility. Otherwise, we're going to end up in a civil war. That you, you, yeah, but we're <laughs> not going to get there by acting civil. Yeah, not. I at hate the moment. to say it. Okay, <laughs> sure. When yeah. they go low, we go lower than fucking dinosaur bones. <laughs> <laughs> How about we go not quite as low? <laughs> no, I'm fucking man, go super low. <laughs> oh God, it's so dirty down there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Jeff said, it's dinosaur bones that God put there. <laughs> dinosaur bones. I thought the dinosaur bones were hidden there by people so that they could continue to get funding for their projects for the dinosaurs that we know don't exist. Oh, right. um, I thought God put them there just to keep scientists busy doing stuff. <laughs> I think both stories are true, depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of going low, this is uh, this just I don't this not really religious news in any case, but uh, it involved hate crime, and it made it into my newsfeed, and I thought it was worth mentioning. So Salt Lake City, Utah, there was a, uh, a shop owner and his son were assaulted by a man who was from Mississippi. I don't know if he lives in Salt Lake now. He's originally from Mississippi. This guy shows up the, at, the, uh, at their tire shop and somehow got into a fight with the son. And there are multiple people but mostly related to the shop owners. The the owner's daughter says that the guy was screaming that he hates Mexicans, that he was going to kill a Mexican, and that he was saying that they, the family that owned the tire shop was involved in the Mexican mafia. <laughs> the police charged this guy, Covington, with three weapon and drugs charges, plus two felony counts of aggravated assault, but uh, the prosecutors have decided to not include that it was a hate crime. Because according to Utah law, it only allows for misdemeanor assaults to be elevated to be a hate crime. He was charged with felonious assault, which cannot be elevated as a hate crime. Even <laughs> though he was shouting, I hate Mexicans, I'm going to kill a Mexican. Well, does a felony conviction hold a higher sentence than a misdemeanor with an add-on of a hate crime? Um, I don't believe so because, well, I, I don't know that for sure. I would guess that it probably does, and that's why it's not in the statute. No. 
Uh-huh. Uh, because according to uh, according to this article, which is again, this is an article that was on Vice. They specifically the hate crime can only be applied to misdemeanors. Hmm. It cannot be applied to felony. It's not a a choice right. for the prosecutor. But that's what I'm saying, though. But the the district attorney said, although we want to pat ourselves on the back and say that we have a hate crime statute, it's not really enforceable. Oh, well, here's the here's the religious angle. I, I haven't got to that yet. All right. Oh, well, go ahead then. Oh, there is one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so according to, uh, according to the article again, the other thing that I wanted to mention is the guy that committed the assaults, uh, Covington, uh, he also allegedly told local police that he went to the tire shop since he believed they were part of the Mex- Mexican mafia. And when they asked, why do you think that, his statement was, all of them know each other. <laughs> In-depth investigation there. Yeah. yeah. So even though the hate crime is not being tacked on, it, it does exist and has been there since 1992. They have previously introduced legislation to strengthen the hate crime laws because the, it has never been used. It has never been used in a single prosecution. Hmm. But the efforts to increase the hate crime law and make it uh, available in in more places has been uh, pushed back by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. God damn it. (laughs) Because the Mormons believe, well, they are opposing the law because it would infringe upon their religious liberties by further protecting LGBTQ rights. So the Mormons hate the gays so much, they don't want the hate crime laws to be allowed to be expanded. To cover they want to commit felonies. hate crimes? Yeah. Right. That's pretty Well, that bold. is really fucking stupid. These Mormons must read a lot of goddamn comic books. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's something right there. Yeah. That is some real hatred of the gays. Yeah. <laughs> like, to, to go that far. And well, and to admit it, we don't want the hate crime statute applied to felony assault because we we, we hate like L- committing hate crimes against gay people or LGBTQ. Yeah. Right? Wow! It's are their religious liberties. Damn, that's something right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what to say. It's so <laughs> just okay. Right, and the fact that it's called a religious liberty. Right now, we can get away with whatever we want because religion. We would like to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the son of this uh, tire shop, they had to place a titanium plate from the right side of his face to his nose to be able to attach the bones and keep his eyeball in place because <sighs> of the damage this guy did. Wow. While shouting that he hates Mexicans. I mean, if if that isn't a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. Attacking someone saying, I'm committing a hate crime! <laughs> <laughs> well, now, by... Calling it a hate crime, is this guy going to get more time? I mean, he's obviously getting time for this, right? Yeah, felony assault. And, and well, I mean, is he going to get more time? Well, they, that's the thing, though. They can't tack on the hate crime add-on, basically, because it's a felony. They can only do that with a misdemeanor. And charging him with a misdemeanor with the hate crime add-on is probably less time than the felony. Ideally, you'd want the felony with the hate crime add-on. Does I don't know. What, do you, what, do you, what are you going to do? It's Utah. I mean, yeah. you're, mm-hmm. you're fucked. I mean, I guess... Be happy he's getting some jail time, but mm. damn, that is a fucked up state. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. But they just approved medical marijuana that I hear. <laughs> Skipped over alcohol, went straight to pot, right? <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't that, isn't that how it worked out here in Pennsylvania as well? 
We have alcohol sales here, though. <laughs> well. <laughs> far better than in Utah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as bad as that is, should we not be talking more about the fact that this guy did this? Period. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it said something in the story about he has some mental health issues. I don't doubt it. Yeah. But I wonder what spurred him on, though. Mm. Could it you be? You know, to take it this far? Yeah. The permissive attitude of our current uh, uh, executive branch? Sure. I don't know. It just could be the, the straight-up advocating of violence. From yeah. <laughs> yeah, listening to Fox News and hear how Mexicans are... <laughs> the Mexican mafia? Yeah, right. and, and how they're going, you know, MS-13 is going to take over the country and how it's, you know, direct assault to your own family. And it's all the fear-mongering. Yeah. Turns out some unstable people take that fear seriously. And this is what you get. Yeah. They all know each other. Yeah. But you can't blame Trump. Or if no. you do, it's because people read comic books. Um, it all goes back to comic books. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to uh, uh, Michigan. Back over in Michigan, we talked about the GOP back there. But uh, an elementary school in Michigan, the superintendent of the school is defending the right to display the three wise men riding on camels for their Christmas uh, decorations right on top of the school. There's three camel, three wise men riding camels, and she says that it's not a uh, it's not a religious display, so it's perfectly fine. Ooh, those three wise men, those are secular wise men. <laughs> oh, that's, I, the old three secular wise men. <laughs> wow. At first, I thought it was uh, reindeer, and I was confused, and <laughs> I realized it's camels, and yeah, not reindeer. The, the argument is that, well, the wise men, or magi, are following a star, and the magi are clearly uh, representing people who are knowledgeable and wise, so that's so it's the scientists of their time. So they're secular. They are not religious in any way. Hey, that, that argument cannot fly anywhere. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's, she, she went on to say that uh, the Christian Bible does not have anything noted to say that they practice any religion after their travels, except they were there to find the Christ child. Mm. It specifically says that. She, uh, look up the story yourself. Is there anything in the Bible about lying? <laughs> like, are you allowed to lie? Is that permittable? Uh, do not bear false witness. I'm pretty sure that's on the stone tablet. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, because you guys know that shit better than me. So so that's okay, because she's obviously lying. <laughs> she's making shit up to get her religious thing. Yeah. So she's so freaking religious that she'll break another law to get that up there. One of the one of the prime laws. Yeah. 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 Dr. Peggy Mathis, by the way, is a superintendent. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Dr. Mathis. That doctor of divinity? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what her doctor is. Did I go to in. therapy to this woman? Yeah. <laughs> huh? You don't know my you don't know my therapy story when I went to a master of divinity oh. and not knowing it. One doesn't normally think of uh, divinity doctors as doctors. Yeah, it's quite clear though that uh, Christians don't read their book. Though I actually boy don't they. I, I was trying to do a little bit of research because I wanted to verify that what I was thinking was true. the The three wise men nowhere in the book does it say that there were three. It says that there were wise men and that they were seeking the the Christ child and that. 
they were told by Herod, well, when they got there, Herod like pulled them in and was like, well, when you find him, you let me know where he is because I would like to go worship him too. And of course, Herod has had a, in the, at this point in the book, has had a prophecy that the Christ child would, would get rid of him. So the, his idea was he would have all of the kids killed and the wise men go off and they find the, the Christ child and they, they give gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which is why they think that there were three of them is because there were three gifts. Although it doesn't specifically say that anywhere. But then the, the, the wise men decided that they would leave by a different path and not go report back to Herod, thus saving Jesus's life. Wait, wait, where, where does the Christmas tree come in? <laughs> no, no, no tree. So did they get no. the three wise men off a Coke ad? <laughs> I don't know it's who originally came up with the three wise men. <laughs> well, even that, just to to suggest that this is a secular story. Right. It's so bold. Man, good for her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe she's not lying. Did she just find the loophole? <laughs> well, maybe she found the the secular story that the Christians incorporated into the the, uh, the Christian religion. That is entirely possible. <laughs> and that's what the statues are up there, right? They are the incorporation of pagan beliefs into the Christian mythos. I kind of I kind of doubt that, but <laughs> boy, I mean, I just I don't understand the having to jump through so many fucking hoops just to do this. Like, what does she get out of this? Pushing religion. That's easy. I, I understand that that point, but like, I mean, who is she turning over by putting this up? Who's going to look at that and go, you know what? I'm thinking uh, I'm going to convert or go back to church or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just such insanity. <laughs> like, to, yeah. to, to uh, all right, guys, I'm putting these three wise men up, but people are going to get pissed off. So we got to figure out a way to justify this. So here's the Bible. Get to fucking studying. Tell me, find a loophole in this goddamn book. <laughs> Well, it's the same reason why the, 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 the guy decided it was okay to hit people in the head with a hunk of metal because it's a per- people are permitted to do these things currently. He, she thought, well, in, in our current society, perhaps I can get away with the three wise men instead of doing Santa Claus on the roof. So she gave it but, a shot. But what does she get out of it? She gets the pushing the religious agenda on the children under her care because if she can get them early, she can get them in for life. Hmm. So, so it's not a personal thing. Like, she doesn't want it so badly. But do you really think she's thinking that? Yeah, she's spreading the word of God to her to the children under right. her care. If she can work to reaffirm her beliefs, there's, you know, to eliminate any contradictions out there, then she can know that she's right. And if you're right, you're in charge. Right. I guess, I guess it's really hard for me to get in that kind of headspace because I just don't put that much stock in that kind of bullshit. So... Mm-hmm. For, to me, I would just be like, eh, whatever, all right. I, I wouldn't even want to put it up. That's the thing. Like, every Christmas, I don't get a gigantic A and put it on my fucking lawn and light it on fire and let everybody know that I don't <laughs> believe in the same shit as them. I just don't fucking care. That's why being an atheist is so you, great. <laughs> that is, while that is true, do you work with anybody who who constantly brings it up? I thought you the had atheism like, or somebody who had the Merry Christmas and, you mm. know, oh, in yeah. your face. Oh, yeah. Didn't I tell you last year when we did the Christmas dinner for the office and we never have done a prayer ever in all the years I've worked here? And even as a kid when I used to go to him, that all of a sudden this one woman's like, I believe we need to do a prayer. And she did a whole God bless everything bullshit thing. <laughs> and me and the other atheists that I was all hanging out with were like, what in the fuck is going on here? That does sound very familiar. It does. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy. This woman is a 
fucking degenerate drunk. <laughs> and now, since uh, old Donnie Tiny Hands is in fucking office. Empowered. It's Yeah, it's all been about. I don't even know if it's that. Like, again, I told you, I had a friend who was a, a fucking avowed atheist. But loves Donald Trump, so now he's in the religion. <laughs> I think a lot of these people found religion all of a sudden because they think that Donald Trump is in the religion. Which, and oh. if you believe that, you've got to be a special kind of fucking moron. <laughs> but <laughs> I do have a story that that goes along with that for a little bit. But uh, I did also want to mention, uh, thanks to Jeff, that he brought up uh, in Jeremiah, which you know, that's still Old Testament. It, it specifically says, "Do not learn the ways of the Gentiles." For the, their customs of these people are futile. One cuts a tree from the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple. It specifically says in Jeremiah, do not do this. So, do not put up a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. So, so much for Christians reading their Bible. Right. Well, there's the, I found a little blurb about part of the Spanish tradition of Epiphany, which is pre-Christian, I believe, and to do with the 12 days of Christmas get rolled into it and like advent calendars, things like that. It's to do with uh, the changing of the seasons and the, the winter solstice. And there is a a you know, wise mages component of that, three magi kings. So it's, it's you know, it is all pagan belief, all pagan according to the Christians. So it's probably where it came from is part, wrapped up into the epiphany celebrations of the of what was it, the Spanish and the Moors, I think, back then, something like that. Mm, sure. All right, I want to mention a couple things real quick. I did mention before Scottish blasphemy in Ireland. They took a vote to try and uh, try and do away with blasphemy laws. After that, uh, some of the Scots went, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> we still have that." <laughs> one of the executive from the Humanist Society of Scotland said, "The Scotland is one of the last remaining countries in Europe with a blasphemy law that's still in its books after Ireland voted by referendum to scrap its archaic crime." Um, they they have written a letter to call for the abolition of the blasphemy law. I gotta Scotland. say, the the Scots are quite possibly the most blasphemous people. They have a <laughs> colorful use of the language that is epic. So the fact that it still exists is that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious when the last time it was enforced. Probably yeah. a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Whew. But I think it's still a good step. Having a law like that on the books is just, yeah, let's move forward. Yeah. On to some national news. Uh, there's an article on Think Progress. I think we basically just discussed this before, but it has some more details on the fact that there are now six different cases where LGBTQ rights are going or trying to be uh, in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, there are two employment discrimination cases. There's uh, the uh, trans military ban, the second bakery that we had previously discussed, mm -hmm. and the Alliance Defending Freedom is also <laughs> pushing to uh, about the transgender students in locker rooms. They are trying to get that case in front of the Supreme Court. So again, I just wanted to bring this up. There's a lot of details in the article. If you want to take a look at it, there'll be a link on the webpage. I, again, I just wanted to bring it up because it, it kind of summarizes some of the things we previously had talked about and gives a good, clear what they're looking at doing, what the uh, the Blitz mm. is looking at putting in front mm. of the Supreme Court. Yeah. It could be a bad year for uh, LGBTQ rights, yeah. Yeah, very much so. 
Not cool. Uh, so uh, the Scotland blasphemy story, <laughs> Jeff huh. being our our fact Google checker. <laughs> fact checker, uh, he said that the last prosecution was in 1843. A bookseller was sentenced to 15 months for selling profane placards. Hmm. So Did he get them at CafePress.com? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So that's all I have to get something. I have to go back in time because it's... nobody will buy me a T-shirt or cup <laughs> here. <laughs> Ye olde profane placards. Yeah, I should go invest in uh, Whitaker's time travel technology company. <laughs> <laughs> The last things that I have are all Trump-related. Um, this was a busy week. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> as far as media and, and Trump is concerned, um, I, I think right at near the end of our last broadcast was when they were talking about Michael Cohen pleading guilty. But in any case, a lot has of information has come out since then, including the fact that uh, at the end or the beginning, yeah, in 2016, during the campaign, there were discussions about uh, building the Trump Tower in Moscow and giving Putin the penthouse so that they could attract more oligarchs to uh, to live in Trump Tower in Moscow. Mm. <laughs> $50 million penthouse. Right. Yeah. So bribe yeah. the president of the country so you can get a Trump Tower while you're running for president. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Wow. And that was uh, that part was in Cohen's statement, if I, I recall. And Trump has admitted to this. He said it was they had a letter. It was an unofficial letter. It didn't mean anything, but it was a letter, right. and we were working right. on it. It's and just it was a, letter. a letter. People people write letters like that all the time. Sure. <laughs> it was very legal and very cool. Very legal, very <laughs> cool. Yeah. Quote our president. Yeah. And then he Trump tweeted about how. Cohen's a low life and should spend the rest of his life in prison, but Stone is great because he said that he would never testify against me, and he's a great man. Yep. <laughs> tampering with, what is he? Witness tampering? Witness tampering? Yes, witness tampering. I suddenly yeah, how about, uh, lost word. How about the surprise unsung hero of social media, George Conway, oh, <laughs> taking Trump to task yeah. on all these things? He's been doing that for the past year. He, he's really ramped it up recently. I'm really, uh, he's really trying to kind of reestablish some balance in the universe. He's like, man, my wife really works hard to destroy ah. this country. I should try to pepper in a few good things here and there. Yeah, I wonder how that relationship's going at this point. I think she's, a, well, remember, supposedly Kellyanne was not even a big fan of his, well, she was not a fan of his prior to her. Working for him. Right. And then afterwards, supposedly, according to Mika and Joe, that when she would sit there and spout all that pro-Trump shit, that once the cameras would stop rolling, she would be like, ugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it, that's what they said she said. Right. But how could you How could you just say it's a job? It's a job, but I need. I need the money. <laughs> I don't a lot know. of money. I think you should ask Ian, because I think he cited on that <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I want that job. <laughs> that is a good job. Well, to- I, I feel like they probably do not discuss these sorts of things at home. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there's a another, you know, equally famous, non-famous couple of James Carville and his wife who are politically opposed. Yeah. And have been successfully married for a number of years. And that's what they, they don't talk about it at home. Correct. Or. Mm-hmm. It's all a scam. It's all for money. 
Excuse me, let me get my tinfoil hat on. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that she is like, look, just say whatever the fuck you want because maybe he'll fire me. Mm. Right? The money's good, but I got so much dirt on this motherfucker, they probably won't fire me. And if they do fire me, imagine how much money we'll make when I write my book. Oh, uh-huh. a yeah. tell-all book. And, uh, you know, stay in longer, get get fired, doesn't matter. Either way, it makes a good story and it'll sell a lot of books. Look, you <laughs> can keep your tinfoil hat on, but I don't think it's required for that theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think bad. that's pretty solid. Yeah. I think she's probably surprised she survived this long. I mean, she's said a couple of things which pretty sure she knew better. I mean, she she hawked um Ivan Ivanka's I don't know, shoes <laughs> or something on national television as a member of the Trump campaign, as a member of the yeah. Trump I, that's just bonkers. You can't do that. And she just completely got away with it. I think she was a little surprised when she did. Cause she God, said, I just I just hope someone's keeping track of every <laughs> one of these fucking things. Mm. You know, like all the things that would have buried any other president, like somebody in the House of Representatives, now that we have power, has been like, oh, yeah, I didn't forget about that fucking little Tidbit. thing where she was hawking the sh- fucking shoes and how that's against the law. <laughs> and then since that has come out, we've got the, the stuff with Roger Stone and Felix mm-hmm. Sater, the emails between them and how Sater was setting up stuff with uh, with Russia and mm-hmm. how we're going to get our buddy elected. In an email. In, in <laughs> email, like. Again, is it, that's similar to the same one that they sent to Eric, right? Similar, very similar, but with a little bit more detail. And they yeah, specifically I think I heard talked about, this. about the election. Yeah, but I could have sworn I heard about this Roger Stone email like a year ago about getting our boy elected. There's so much I can't keep track. It's entirely possible. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> oh, if if you know if nothing happens. If Roger Stone goes to jail, I will dance a motherfucking jig on my lawn. He is such I a freak. I hate that guy so much. Oh. <laughs> he's he's the ultimate freak. He, I don't understand that man at all. He's so weird. What is he? What is his expertise in? Kissing ass. Uh-huh. I mean, where, where do these fucking people come up from? Where do they? Where did Roger Stone make his money? I don't know. I know that he's a political consultant and has has worked with several Republican Party members, like big Bob Dole and Reagan, yeah. I think. And what are the requirements for that? How good of lie you can come up with? <laughs> I don't know what like, is. That's what I'm, like, could I be a political consultant? They'll hire me. I'd be like, yeah, dude, just make shit up about the other guy. <laughs> Perfect. Done. Pay me. Pay me. I don't know because I I just looked at looked him up and it he went to George Washington University non graduate. <laughs> so he didn't graduate. That. So what? There's qualifications. He worked for Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, Jack Kemp, Bob Dole, Donald Trump. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Whew, what a track record. Yeah. I, good for him getting all that and you know not having any credentials from what I can tell. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's done all kinds. You could go to thestonezone.com. Oh, I don't think I will. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, but now this fucking guy, go, he he went to the deplorable. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, in a top hat and fucking, like, coattails. Yeah, the top hat was awesome. I mean, if you want to look at the Monopoly, look like the Monopoly guy, he's got it nailed, man. <laughs> and these fucking mouth breathers in the middle of the country look at guys like this and go, yeah, he knows the, the working class. He knows how the working class lives. Right. He's speaking for me. <laughs> Roger Stone with a tattoo of fucking Richard Nixon on his back. That's kind of dope. 
That's true, by the way. That is true. Well, he got I a tattoo, so maybe he knows more about the working man than we think. I don't know. Oh, all right. Yeah, we all get... <laughs> every working man gets a tattoo of Tricky Dick, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, then apparently we're waiting on another memo coming out from the investigation about uh, something about Flynn. I don't have much in the way of details on this, but CNN is saying there's an article at CNN. I'll link it on the webpage again. That Flynn is given substantial assistance to the special counsel, and substantial is in quotes. I don't think that that's the emphasis that they wanted. That it's quote unquote substantial, like questioning the oh, substantial. Right. But in any case, well, yeah, I don't really know what more is it may be coming out in that memo, but. Well, it's, this is all breaking news, by the way. This is all happening in the past hour or so. So we're just gathering up data at this point. The memo appears to list at least three ongoing investigations being pursued by the Justice Department. Two of them are completely redacted, so we're not going to find out anything about them. <laughs> it says Flynn cooperated with the investigation into links or coordination between the Russian government and members of the Trump campaign. That is the third issue. Um, so he, 19 if... meetings he had, but then substantial cooperation. That's what we got so far. Yeah. Which is not a whole lot of detail, and apparently at least two-thirds of it is redacted. So, Well, I mean, it's interesting, though, because I thought that um, – I mean, we knew about his connection with the the Russian government and the Trump campaign scandal. But what are the other two separate criminal investigations that Michael Flynn would be involved with that are not related to the Russian government and members of the Trump campaign but are different? Probably that foreign uh, representative thing that he was – that they keep talking about. What is it called again? Foreign agent? Oh, that he he was a foreign agent? Well, yeah, yeah. That, you, that you receive money and shit like that. Jesus Christ, wasn't he supposed to kidnap somebody? Him and his son? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, but these are not things that he is charged with. These are things that he is helping investigations oh. with. Oh, well, who knows? Yeah. yeah. I, Don I, Jr. Something with Don Jr. All I keep hearing is Don Jr. is in hot water. He's, sure. He was the first national security advisor. It could be anything. Sure. But it's things that he knew about that he is not. He is a side character in, not the primary. Very interesting. I'm, I think I'm going to have to use that uh, picture that Jeff posted for the uh, for the <laughs> podcast this week. It's actually a picture of Roger Stone's back with Alex Jones pointing at Tricky Dick. That's amazing. <laughs> that speaks volumes about both of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. The very last thing that I have is a story, and I don't know how much. I can actually believe this story, but I found it humorous. And it goes to what you were saying about whether or not Trump believes in any any of the Christian BS. Mm. But according to this article on LGBTQ Nation, Trump dressed up a Christian prophet as a janitor and instructed him to anoint every door in the White House with olive oil to ward off demons. That can't be a Christian mythos thing, is it? Sure. <laughs> Why not? That's kind of out there. Using blessed oil? I mean, I have been anointed with oil. Right. Um, uh, Bl- Ashcroft did that all the time. John Ashcroft, back when he was the attorney general, every time he took office, he would have his daddy come in and anoint him with, with blessed oil. Well, anointing somebody's forehead, right? With that blessed oil. Sure. But doors? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're okay with foreheads, well, no, but not no, doorways? No. Well, that, that is part wait, of the wait, that's wait, out there. Wait. <laughs> We're to believe that Trump grabbed a janitor? No. So oh. 
some Disguise. friend, Bill Johnson's friend, a prophet who lives near the White House, he's called a prophet, a Christian prophet, went, apparently Trump called this person in because he wanted somebody religious. And he asked, Trump asked him, hey, you got some of that oil stuff? You know, the stuff that you guys put on things? <laughs> this is actually what his story is. And it's it's recorded on the uh, George Banoff story at the bottom of the article. He says that Trump got some olive oil and said, now go and anoint every door in the White House. Anoint every door. And they dressed him up like a janitor so that nobody else would freak out because not all the staff knows all about that stuff. I don't believe this story for one minute. It sounds ridiculous, right? (laughs) Yeah. But he is losing his mind. Not that way, though. I don't think he's losing it that way. With Pence whispering in his ear? Him and Pence don't fucking talk. <laughs> the only the only proof that I see that backs this up is a picture of Trump being anointed and laying on hands ritual in a in a photograph. And again, that's something that Christians do all all the time. Like uh, you know, like I said, that also plays well with the base. I have yes. had that done. So you know, well, you are a sinner. So <laughs> well, I come from a Christian family. Everybody's a sinner, according to them. I would believe this story if there was a camera crew taking pictures of all this shit. But, oh, Jesus. Oh, Right Wing Watch? I don't believe that website. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of curious where, you know, how we can verify this because I find it amusing. And the other thing that is referenced in this article is that a different pastor at one point claimed that Melania refused to move into the White House. This is why she didn't move into the White House for so long until it was exercised to remove the demonic taint of the Obama administration. (gasps) Wow. Bullshit. (laughs) No way. I'm fairly sure she actually likes the Obamas. <laughs> yeah, I'm highly skeptical about, about several yeah, things. There's no way that that is accurate. <laughs> she did not move in to the White House at first because she thought she was like, finally, I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> I have an excuse I to stay still, here. I can still live this lifestyle for four more years and I won't ever have to touch that gross sack of meat that I'm married to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it's true lovey, and I don't know what you're talking about. I see <laughs> memes all the time. They truly love each other. But- <laughs> And Melania has made America beautiful again. Ugh. Those red trees? The red Christmas trees are... I I thought last year was weird. This was horrific. Somebody put... um, uh, what What's the the television show women are uh, controlled in their oh, baby machines? The Handmaiden's Tale? <laughs> yeah, Handmaiden's Tale. Somebody put the Handmaiden's Tale hats on the Christmas trees. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. I almost wish they would do more comic nonsense like that at the White House. <laughs> like, like on Thanksgiving, I wish they had just like brought Paul Manafort dressed out, dressed up as a turkey, so that Trump could pardon him and be like, "There you go." <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> just keep him with tradition. Why not? Uh, I did like the. Uh, I saw a meme st- stating that one of the turkeys that were supposed to be pardoned declined the pardon and has turned state's evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe he politicized even that that turkey pardoning thing. I politicizes everything. At this point, it's instinct. Does, this is a question. Well, I guess you can answer the question too, Karen. Hmm. Does, does anybody here think Melania is pretty? She's model pretty, which is not necessarily conventionally pretty. She looks fucking weird to me. Yeah, she is strange looking. I I agree, she's model pretty, but I, I because I look a lot of the the big time models, they're not attractive. I mean, they're they're pretty. 
They're, they're you know, they're ex- exaggerated versions of pretty. They're like the wall hanging of humans. I don't know. <laughs> Ian, I he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I can at least recognize why people would both find Melania attractive and why she would be a successful model. Mm. I am not super enthusiastic about her appearance personally but i mean like yeah i i can i can still understand Mm. that that's what people think and i can see why people think that just because it's not my personal taste i don't think that you know sure that should be held against her in any way well it's almost as far as appearance goes it's almost an an impractical pretty they're so super skinny with giant knockers (laughs) so very very tall it, I don't know. It's 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 unrealistic. I think is the thing that bothers me about it. Well, I think because sometimes too, and I've noticed this a lot with other people, is that when somebody's famous, mm. and again, this goes for men too. Like they somehow become hotter because, like, <laughs> for sure, I, I've had people like, "Oh, Milani, she's just so fucking, I'm so gorgeous, mm. so beautiful." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know? Or they like another one I don't understand is Rihanna. People love Rihanna. She's so hot. She's so fucking hot. And I'm like, she's not bad looking, but like. She's not, like, blowing my fucking hair back. <laughs> you know, or Lady Gaga. They're just like, oh, no, Lady Gaga's the hottest thing ever. I'm like, she is? I'm mm. like, I don't know. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, you're, no, you're, 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 you are correct. The, the fame goes a long way to enhance the, the physical appeal mm. in, in all of the cases you mentioned. And in all cases of celebrities, there are, you know, there are celebrities that are considered you know amongst the most beautiful people in the world and i i highly doubt it Mm. i highly doubt it i mean there isn't anybody even people who i'm confident are attractive you know aren't that much more attractive than probably two thousand other people i would agree with that yeah like there Mm. are probably 10 these are small numbers considering the population of the world i would say safely there are 50,000 women as attractive as jennifer lawrence if not more so in the united states alone oh yeah well, and again i don't even find her attractive and yet she is the face of many a campaign same thing with like a uh, charlie's throne i recognize that everything about her works on so many levels there's probably got to be 60,000 100,000, 200,000 women, at least that attractive, if not more so. But they're not celebrities, so they are not as appealing. Well, part of being a celebrity is always being photographed at your best all the time. I mean, you see every once in a while, the tabloids will get a hold of them with, you know, sweatpants and no makeup, and it doesn't look like them. Because the only time you ever see them normally is made up. And that's a different person externally. Maybe it's because I'm a pervert, (laughs) and I watch a lot of porn and cam girls that I'm always like, there are about a hundred cam girls that I would fuck over all the people we just named. That does not make you a pervert in any way. All You're right, not just based wrong. solely on looks. Yep. I'm sure they're all great people. <laughs> Except for maybe Melania. <laughs> <laughs> Jury's out on her. Yeah. She doesn't seem like a bad person. I, I think she's a uh, an exceedingly shallow person. Well, she married Donald Trump. Yeah. So, f- right there. Yep. I think she was looking for um, an easy, comfy life and got more than she bargained for. Mm-hmm. All right. That was an odd twist at the end. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I think all that, that's going to be all we have for this week. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Pittsburgh Atheist, at Pitt Atheist, I believe, on Twitter, for supporting uh, the podcast and joining us tonight and fact-checking and Googling things for us. If you enjoy this podcast, you too can support it by going to our webpage, profaneargument.com, and becoming a patron, and you can join us while we record Tuesday nights around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't have the money to support, you can also... Share the podcast on social media or leave a a good review on iTunes. And if you would like to contact us, you can do so at ProfaneArg on Twitter or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ProfaneArgument. Also, I want to encourage you to check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can find a whole variety of shows, including all the archived episodes of shows that don't even record anymore. And if you have a chance, check out Extra Life. The Pittsburgh Atheist has uh, told us about it. It is, if you, do you play video games? Did you know that you can play video games and make money for charity? You should check it out. Extra Life. It's very cool. At extralife.com? I believe so. I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to say. <laughs> Google it. Okay. I'm sure you'll Google find it. it. <laughs> Extra-life.org. There you okay. go. .org. There you .org. Go. That makes even more sense. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.